from newstalkzb.co.nz. It's the Mike Hosking Breakfast with BNZ. Okay, there. Welcome to the rewrap for Thursday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB. And uh, this morning, uh, tax. It's tax day. The tax report is coming. Uh, it's also uh, Samsung Galaxy Day. And uh, there was a bit of a surprise. Uh, what is CBAX? Mike's, Mike looks into this and has a laugh and uh, also talks about working for $23 a day. Uh, but before any of that, uh, Dave Baxter, otherwise known as Avalanche City, in the studio. Friends don't lie. I've been cursing the keyboard, sitting here till 3 a.m. So you got the massive hit, and you've done some work in between, but fundamentally what yep. happened was that you had a, a massive issue with your management, yep. and there was court involved and drama. How long in, in, how long in totality did that take to sort out and work through? Um, I think all up probably about three years, like from when we first started gathering information and, and talking to lawyers and, and accountants and stuff like that. Three years from start. Had you ever thought about anything like that? Because, of course, the music industry is littered with artists who have been ripped off over the years. Did you ever think, oh, I wonder if I'll ever get ripped off? <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> um, it's sort of something that you, that you think that happened in like the 70s and stuff yeah. like that and, and doesn't happen now. Um, so, no, no, never. Um, and over the over the um, the course of time that we were working with um, my manager, uh, we um, sort of had a few uh, inklings of what was going on, but we always gave him the benefit of the doubt. So, yeah. yeah. Was there a crushing moment where you suddenly went, "Boom, I'm being ripped off"? Oh yeah, there was. Yeah, I mean, there was the there was the moment where we found out, um, and that was in New Zealand. We were playing um, a show for in New Zealand. Um, the change of CEO and and and, um, and we saw the original contract because um, there was a there was a little dispute at the show about about money and um, and we saw they showed us the original contract and um, and it was for double what he had told us. Wow, wow that was surprisingly juicy from Avalanche City. Um, uh, will the tax report that comes out today be just as juicy? Probably not. Labour love a CGT. They see it as a tax on wealth, and they're not really fans of wealth or those who have it. Michael Cullen, who was head of the group, told them a CGT, by the way, was too hard, too difficult, couldn't do it. And he told them that because there are no shortage of people who work in the area who argue that our tax system is clean, simple, and internationally recognised as such. A CGT muddies the water. It is complex and arguably more trouble than it's worth. But Labour, they didn't want to hear that. When the preliminary report came back with the bad news on the CGT, Stuart Nash and Grant Robertson wrote to Cullen the very next day, and they told him to go and find a way around it. Eventually he did. But the two key hurdles for Labour in getting this to the next election are one, Winston, and two, us. Winston hates the tax and he would be mad to backpedal on it. He already got poll trouble at the moment. He's vanishing under Labour's glow. He's falling into an MMP quicksand of small parties ceasing to exist once they get to government. His provincial growth fund has increasing questions around it. If he backs down on this, he might not recover. And then the us part, this week's poll, confirms that even Labour supporters aren't big fans of a CGT. There are as many who oppose it as back it. Overall, the majority of New Zealanders don't want one. So it'll be hard... Hard, hard work just to get it past this stage and into an actual policy. And then, of course, if they can pull that particular rabbit out of a hat, what Labour are really banking on is the fiscal balance they promised with a new tax and its various negativity 
comes the tax cuts. Yes, lots of people get their money back, and that's the bit that just might make it electorally palatable. So a lot to play for. Reputations on the line, votes on the line, and a massive sales job ahead. It's going to be fun to watch. Well, not as fun as watching uh, the launch of the... Uh, amazing new Samsung Galaxy phones. Trending now on the Mike Hosking Breakfast. You know, it's 10 years since Samsung uh, brought out its first uh, Galaxy S series phone. 10 years. It's older than streaming. Streaming's only five or six. So many, so many fun facts this morning. So uh, at the moment, as we speak in San Francisco, they've launched the new S10, which is, I mean, is that exciting? They've got some big ticket items. The Galaxy Fold is a device unlike any that's come before it. The Galaxy what? Please say hello to the Galaxy... S10 Plus. Hmm. Well, the S10 Plus, so that's that's that. That's what we're expecting, the S10 and the S10 Plus. Uh, they've got a third one, the S10e, which is the cheaper version. Uh, but that Fold, that Fold phone, eh? It's a folding phone. Yes, uh, so th- this has been rumoured to come for a long time because Samsung keeps th- um, showing off their, their folding screen technology. Folding but- smartphone. Correct. So it's if, if you if you want to visualise it, it almost looks like two phones back to back that are connected by a by a, an invisible hinge, and so it's got a screen on on the outside, and so if you're looking at it just oh. just like a normal phone, yes. And so you go you you're on your Facebook page and somebody's got a video on the Facebook page and you want to see that in a bigger screen format. You unfold you the just phone. unfold your phone and inside, of course, this your screen becomes more than double the size. It's seven point three inches. Quick question. Yes. Seven point three is that as big as a tablet? Uh, well, wow, it's as big as a small tablet. Small tablet. Second so, question. So, so that all fits in your pocket now because you just fold it up and put it in your pocket. Can you? It'll be fat, wouldn't it? Fatter. It's a little bit fatter, yeah. Right, okay. Um, yeah, I was completely blindsided by this uh, because I went to a briefing, a pre-launch briefing yesterday, and they never mentioned the folding phone at all. Uh, I feel like I've been left out of the loop. Do I need a new phone so I get these notifications? Is that, is that what's going on there? Hey, um, uh, let's go back to funny government stuff with money and that. Uh, Mike found out about a thing called CBACs. I'll let him explain. This is the best thing going in the world. So Treasury have got a thing called eBACs. It's a spreadsheet. And this is all part of the well-being budget, and this is what we should all be deeply, deeply worried about because we're all sitting there going, well, what the hell's a well-being budget? Everything that is spent in this well-being budget has to have some sort of connection to well-being. And so government agencies use this treasury tool uh, called CBAX. Sorry, it's CBAX, not EBAX. I mean, let's be honest. Who cares what it's called? It's crap. It's a spreadsheet. It assigns a monetary value to everything. So you've got to prove that somehow what you're bidding for as a minister will in some way, shape or form improve the well-being. So therefore, you must attach a monetary value to everything you do. I'm struggling to keep out. Have you got I know, an example? Exactly, exactly. I do have an example. They have worked out that making a friend is worth $592. Making a friend. And so therefore... See, you, see the money you could be making if you... If I had friends? Yeah. But here's the thing. So if I'm the Minister of Health and I go along and say, Jacinda, I need another billion dollars for the health system, she goes, well, what's the well-being effect there, David? And David would go, well, I reckon uh, there'll be 20 people who don't die. Now, that's obviously well-being benefit, isn't it? Because they'll have worked out that not dying must be worth some monetary value to you. You're not dead. Therefore, there must be a monetary value associated to that. But what then if by not dying, you then go on to make some new friends? Does that add another 1000 or so, $1,500 to your life? 
And do you get more money in the budget because you've made three friends? And how many friends have you made? Oh, but what if you then go on to fall off a lime scooter and dislocate your jaw? Very, very good question, Glenn. Oh, I went off a bit off brand there. Normally I ask stupid questions. Uh, like, would you work for $23 an hour? The tech's not bad money, eh? Would you work for $23 an hour, Mike? Bill, yes, I would, and I have. Uh, and for less than that. I don't know where we... I don't know what sort of life people live in this country that suddenly, if, if you're a student... And you're turning down $23 an hour. Work it through. You work 10 hours a day. It's $230 a day. It's $1,380 a week. It's $5,500 a month. And if you're a student, why are you turning that down, for goodness sake? What do you want to do? Take a government loan to you and pay it back for the rest of your life? You're insane. I really don't think Mike would work for $23 an hour now. I didn't make that very clear. I, I, I know that he said that he had worked for that, but... I mean, I haven't worked it out. I don't have the details, but I'm... I feel like he's earning slightly more than that. Um, but if not, maybe that's why he was so keen to do the extra half hour every morning this year. It's an extra show a week we're doing. whole extra show. Not that I'm bitter. I am Glenn ZB. Quite bitter about not knowing anything about the folding phone. I'm bitter about that. Uh, anyway, I'll get over it. I am Glenn ZB. Thank you so much for uh, having me. Um on your phone or whatever other device you're listening to this on and I will see you back here for more of the rewrap prayed for love prayed for love brilliant mate well done